Sometimes, you know, we're going to have to go through some pretty dark tunnels where we can't really see our way, um, but you kind of feel like we're heading in the right direction, and then eventually you'll see a light, and you're like, you'll get that validation that, you know, what you've been doing is, is the right thing. Um, and it, that's incredibly unnerving. The art is where, because um, you, can, you can measure the next, you know, six feet of your journey, and if the data doesn't validate it, you could, you could decide that that's the wrong direction to go. But the real validation is actually on the 20th foot, right, of that journey. So um, sometimes the data lies to you. Like you measure something and you're like, wow, the data is not supporting this idea because customers aren't using this thing or it's not working quite how, how we think it should work. Um, let's fail fast and try something new. And, but the real value is like, we just keep going and keep going and keep going and you get to, you know, you know, uh, you know uh, the, the 200th step and that's where the vagueness of the, the vision of the idea starts to come into resolution. It's like, aha, we are heading in the right direction. Um, but yeah, if you fail fast too early, um, you would never ever get there. And that's definitely where the art is. Welcome to 14 Minutes of SaaS, the show where you can listen to the stories and opinions of founders of the world's most remarkable SaaS scale-ups. This is episode six of a seven-part series with Vaughn Ferguson, founder and former CEO of Vend. Vaughn talks about mentorship and why team and timing are more important than ideas and the power of diversity when it comes to hiring effectively and also regarding the creation of effective, innovative ideas. We talk about data-driven decision-making versus inspiration and leaps of faith in business and why we should embrace our inner weirdness. Do you um, invest in, in SaaS or tech companies yourself? Uh, I wouldn't describe myself as a big investor. I think the thing I invest most is time. Like, um, to your mentor. Yeah, and, and you know, to my own detriment. You know, I, I find it incredibly hard to say no to people. Because <laughs> uh, I just want to, I genuinely want to help people. And so, you know, you know I, I probably have a half a dozen conversations every week with, with, uh, with new, new, new entrepreneurs, you know, just, you know, where if I can give them half an hour of my time, it might, it might save them from a few dark alleys, or maybe my advice is really horrible, bad advice and they, should, they shouldn't listen to. Um, that's the caveat, right? You know, you know, take what you want and leave what you want. But, um, and so yeah, I'm pretty active in the, in the ecosystem, um, giving bad advice to young entrepreneurs. And, uh, and what do you, I know it's a, it's a kind of a cliche question, but uh, you know, if a couple of people come up to you to talk to you, do you, uh, do you find it more interesting the idea or the dynamics of the team? What do you think is the, the most important thing? The, the, the people. It's always the people. Yeah. Um, like, I don't know what I'm really testing. Like, you know, first of all, they have to have a real passion for what it is they're doing. Because um, that's where they're going to get their energy from. Um, you know, they've got to be, you know, they've got to have a lot of nows. Because it's not going to be easy. You know, they've got to have, uh, you know, that kind of that generalist approach. Um, happy to roll out their sleeves and try anything just to, to make, you know, to advance their, their idea. Um, uh, but yeah, and, and the dynamic of the team, it, it's like the people, like ideas are free. Everybody has ideas. The, the difference between, uh, you know, 
a great idea and a bad idea is generally the execution of the idea. And timing. And timing. I, I was talking at the dinner, one of the dinners last night with a German founder who, uh, who has lived in, I think, I think he might still be living in New Zealand, uh, but he's, he's spent a lot of time there and he knew about you. Um, he mentioned that you're, you guys are strong in hiring, that you have uh, interesting, have you an interesting process in Bend for, for hiring people? I think we've tried a lot of things over the years. Um, culture has been a big part of the, the Bend story as, a, as an employment brand as well as a, as a brand in retail. I've always just been a firm believer of, you know, bring your best self to work. Like, like we hire you because you're you. Like, you bring something different. So diversity is a, a, a fairly important thing to me. You know, all dimensions of diversity. Because it just brings better thought. You know, you've got different people with different ideas. Put them in a room, you're gonna come up with something way better than, you know, a bunch of homogenous people all with, you know, very similar way of thinking about things. Um, and so in order to get that diversity, you need to have uh, an environment where people can feel like they can be themselves. Like I want people to, to you know, run into the office every day being them because they're excited that they can apply their unique brand of, of skills to help solve a problem. Um, and so I don't care what you look like or you know, what your musical interests are or what you, where you sit on the political spectrum. Um, uh, but I just want you to be you. And so you know, we've, we've shared those stories ever since the beginning. And you know, we've done wacky things um, over the years, um, created some viral videos that, um, you know, that helped share our story around our, our particular brand of culture. Um, but you know, it's evolved, like we're you know, 200 and something people now, spread across five different continents. Um, and uh, um, and so yeah, it's, it's it's evolved. But the thing that stayed true is is absolutely we want interesting people with diverse backgrounds, um, feeling safe that they can just be who they are, and that's where the magic happens. Very good, very good. Do you think we're almost over obsessed with lean startup and data driven outcomes in the sense that um, we? we you know, especially in the SaaS world, we look for a gap in something, and we, you know, we we, we, we build something and test it and iteratively improve it and all of that. Do you think there are just some characters out there that can go and and and, and create stuff out of nothing? And uh, do, so, do you think there is a, a place for almost product first uh, in this world? Have we become have we gone too far on the lean startup dogma? Yes. <clears throat> um, yes. Uh, Obviously, I agree. That's what I'm asking. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know whether you'd agree with that. Um, so there, there, there is a definite need for a balance between those two ends of the spectrum. So one end is like belief-based. It's like I believe I have this idea. It's vague. Like it's, it's kind of, it's a little bit fuzzy. But I know there's something there. I can't quite describe to you how we're going to do it. But I'm pretty sure that's where you know this is where as as organic computers, as you know, as humans, our brains are incredibly amazing devices um, to be able to use intuition and gut feel to give you a direction of where you go. So your subconscious knows it, and it's kind of kind of kicking you every single day. It's like go there, go there, go there, do that. <laughs> but you know, um, you know, our consciousness is like, oh, well, it's a, I think we should go this way. Um, uh, and then at the other end of the spectrum is the data-driven stuff, which is like using data points to validate your journey that you're heading in the right direction and uh, and so I'm a firm believer of both using data to validate an, in, an instinct 
the art is where because um, you can you can measure the next you know six feet of your journey and if the data doesn't validate it you could you could decide that that's the wrong direction to go but the real validation is actually on the 20th foot right of that journey so um, sometimes the data lies to you like you measure something and you're like wow the data is not supporting this idea because customers aren't using this thing or it's not working quite how how we think it should work um, let's fail fast and try something new and but the real value is like where you just keep going and keep going and keep going and you get to you know you know uh, you know uh, the, the 200th step and that's where the vagueness of the the vision of the idea starts to come into resolution it's like aha we are heading in the right direction. Um, but yeah, if you fail fast too early, um, you would never ever get there. Um, so I don't know if I'm explaining that very well. It's like, yeah, you are. Um, and that's definitely where the art is because you know, it's, it, it's really easy to set a vision. It's like, come up with a crazy idea. It's like, ah, oh, we're gonna, whatever the crazy vision is. That's really easy. Cause like, you don't have to describe how you're gonna do it. You just gotta come up with the idea. Um, then it's really easy to kind of figure out what the next step is like right in order to get there we're going to have to do this thing the hard bit is like the thousand other steps in between the next thing and you know and and actually achieving your vision um, and that's 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 where i think the fail fast approach can um can can send you down you know can 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 actually stop you can actually stop you because you you set your cycles up too short too narrow um, and so you, you, you take a lot of shots and you prove them wrong and then you run out of shots and you're like well we've got nowhere left to go we've got the idea we, we know where we want to end up um, but we're just gonna have to take some uh, big bets take some huge leaps of faith and, and it's those those leaps are where the data just doesn't exist like you're literally creating the data as you go um, and uh, and so sometimes you just got to uh, flick into faith mode it's like as long as we believe that we're heading in the right, right, right direction, sometimes you know we're going to have to go through some pretty dark tunnels where we can't really see our way. Um, but you kind of feel like we're heading in the right direction, and then eventually you'll see a light, and you're like, you'll get that validation that you know what you've been doing is, is the right thing. Um, and it, that's incredibly unnerving. Like, and that's where I think you've got to have a little bit of crazy, you know, in those in those founders, where you know, not that they're just like completely blind to reality. You know, they. You know they, but they do have that little bit of crazy where the, um, you know, their their belief is strong um, that they're just they're not going to let things get in their way to to, to to stop them on the journey. And so that's kind of what I look for. And, is that and the hardest part? I mean, apart from crawling through a bit of gra a glass, that kind of misty bit that's kind of prior to product market fit where you're really trying to work it out do you think that's where most people f fall off the cliff yeah yeah because you'll have uh, the ideas people and so what I challenge them I was like well you know how would you break that down like you know if you wanted to build a you know a helicopter you know how would you actually break that down like what, what's the first thing you would try um, and then what's the you know if that works out what's the next thing and the next thing and the next thing and testing their ability to be able to take something that's really super vague and chunk it down into achievable things because like you know this is a, you know part of my belief of why I do the impossible challenges it's like you know every big crazy idea can be broken down into small manageable chunks if you want to cycle a bike around the world you break that shit down it's like you plan it out it's like day by day you know hour by hour you can plan that stuff out and then it becomes it easy 
um, and like building a, a, a product or a business or anything that you, you set your mind to, it's the same. Like it might be, in its entirety, it seemed overwhelming. It's like, wow, there's just no way we're going to put a rocket in, into space. But then, in, you know, you're looking for that ability to be able to, like, so how would you do that? How would you do that? How would you do that? How would you break it down into small, manageable chunks? What's the first thing that you would test and do? Um, and, uh, and, then, and then start there. In one of your talks, you mentioned you realized you were different, uh, or you used the term weird. At an early age, it's another thing I related to because uh, uh, I think it was around seven for you too. Um, at seven, I did three weird things. I became an atheist. Uh, I told my dad I'd be a vegetarian, although he didn't let me. And uh, I kind of forced my family into admitting that Santa Claus didn't exist, which I was distraught when they told me that. Um, uh, why should we all embrace that inner, inner weirdness? Well, we're all different. The way that we process information is all different. The way you know our worldviews are all different. You know, we're we're all different people. And um, but over the last couple of hundred years, we've constructed these systems that that we try and you know put everybody through. You know, so uh, the education system, you know, the, you know, getting a job, you know, the kind of the, the path that you, you know having a family. Like there's all these well-trodden, conformed, um, you know, pathways that everybody tries to follow and um, I don't know I mean I, I can only speak for myself but you know well, you're definitely different you all along the way it, I was like this, meet, just, you know. this just feels wrong like you know yeah. the way I learn is different you know I'm slightly dyslexic and you know I have crazy ideas and you know uh, you know I'm very tactile you know the things that that made made me unique I always felt that every part of the journey you know going through school or you know um, I was a, you know, I was a square and a and a round hole. Um, you know, it didn't quite fit, and I always felt like the system was trying to shape me to be something different to what I was. In the next instalment, the seventh and final episode of the series, Vaughn shares his best advice for other entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs, as he likes to call them. You've been listening to 14 Minutes of SaaS. Thanks to Mike Quill for his creativity and problem-solving skills and to Katsu for the music. This episode was brought to you by me, Stephen Cummins. If you enjoyed the podcast, please don't forget to share it with your network, subscribe to the series, and give the show a rating.